it is time. Hi, guys. First of all, what about that worship, though? Praise the Lord. Beautiful. You know what? Yes. God is good. He is most beautiful. So, yes. you know, it's one of my favorite songs. Listen, man. Carolyn what? Moore, Maverick City. I remember when I first saw her worship, um, I was in town. I was like a, a guest minister at the time when I saw her worshiping. And I said, man, you're supposed to be focused on the Lord. Why do you keep looking at this woman like this? Why do you keep looking at this all woman? All in the flesh. And you ate. Hey, you came my wife, all though. all in the flesh. Was it the flesh? Because we're married. <laughs> Could have been the spirit drawing me. Uh, what is up, everybody? So, what's up? Um, we in this thing. We in this thing. I'm here, as you can see. Yes, Mrs. Flowers is here. Uh, tonight is going to be special um, because you guys have absolutely flooded, flooded, capital F, flooded our emails and our DMs with a lot of questions from um, the teaching that we just wrapped up on Sunday entitled The Sex Trap. Mm. So, mm. what we decided to do was we're going to take um, a few of those questions that were, uh, they had a lot of different questions that were similar, but we're going to take these top six questions and address them on tonight. Uh, I was going to do a part seven of this World Changer series, and I can't wait. Listen, Sunday going to be cray-cray, y'all. Cray-cray. Cray-cray. Part eight is, well, I guess it could be part uh, eight. Yeah, this could be part seven. Part eight is going to be keep that same energy. I need you to keep that keep same, that same energy. energy. Right. Dot, dot, dot. Yes. So you want to check that out on uh, Sunday. But tonight, we just felt um, compelled. And really, our heart, and, um, our heart and our desire with the ministry is I never want to underserve you. We never want to Amen. underserve you. Amen. And um, I think a lot of the comments were really saying, like, we need more conversations like this in church. Uh, one lady said, I've been in church 22 years, and I've never heard anybody speak about sex from this biblical perspective and break it down without judgment, without feeling as though you can't relate. And so what we really want to try to do on tonight is from both a female and a male perspective, answer some questions because we want to serve you. I just feel like we'll be guilty of ministerial malpractice if we were to just move on without addressing some of the elephants in the room. Amen. Yeah. And it's, it's a topic that, you know, it's... Not only um, our society and our world is, is everything is sex, you know, so you definitely want, you, it, it is everything, you know, and it's, I mean, it's been that way, I think for, for a while, you know, the music, TV, video, yeah. uh, videos, movies, commercials, even, yeah. um, everything is so sex driven. Yeah. And you want to definitely, as a believer, have the right perspective about it, yeah. you know, God's design mm -hmm. God's views on it uh, what the word of God says and yeah. um, so there's no confusion and so we don't allow the world system to um, make the rules yeah. for how um, it's conducted so it's definitely something that needs to be yeah, talked dress. about in yeah. the body of Christ so yeah. yeah they're loving your hat come on Miss Flowers <laughs> <laughs> thank so, you y'all and thank also you. we made it y'all this is day 21 of the fast Oh, now, shucks. If you were like me a few Ooh. years ago at midnight, I'm pigging out. Unless you want to be in the bathroom the rest of the night, I highly recommend you do not do that. Yeah, just take your time. Take your time. Start with, you know, yes. start with something start small. Slow. Yeah, slow to get yourself back on. <laughs> All right, no, somebody like, forget what you're talking about. I I am, I'm about to go in. Steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
So catfish, catfish nuggets, <laughs> all of it, <laughs> um, mac and cheese. I'm look. sorry. Let's let's get to the word. So what what I want to do is um, I want to explain. There is a biblical passage that I read um, in a series last year. It was either early 2020 or the end of 2019. And I'm going to read from this particular passage of Scripture because it's going to greatly complement why we're doing this on tonight. We just feel as though we're being obedient. This comes from Numbers, Numbers chapter 11, uh, verses 4, 4 through 6. Now, just a little backdrop of this. This is when the children of Israel, they're out of Egypt, but they have yet to enter into the promise. And a lot of us, this is the season that we're in. We're no longer a slave, but there's some promises that we have yet to walk into. Okay, so this right here is a part of this particular biblical narrative where we want to park and just dissect and answer some questions for you on tonight. So Numbers chapter 11, verse 4, it says, Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense craving. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? We remember the fish which we freely ate in Egypt, the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our whole being is dried up. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. And the verses that we want you to consider is verse 5. We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Here is our question. How is it you remember the meals, but you don't remember the whip? How is it you remember the appetizers, but you don't remember the bondage? How is it you remember what gave you pleasure, but you don't remember making bricks without straw? And a lot of us, the type of teaching that you're getting, a lot of us said, I haven't heard conversations like this. This is different. Well, how do I apply this? This is fresh manna. And what we want you to do is become normalized to manna so that you can stop reminiscing over the fish and the melons and the garlics of Egypt so that we won't get stuck in the season because God is trying to detox us from the meals. We're cool. We're cool with being brought out. But God, I still want those same plates. Help us, help so us, help that, us. That is, that is kind of what we want to talk about. So, Father God, would you use us? Would you anoint us as your PA systems and PA system? And just help us, God, to just touch the hearts of your people so that we could get back to the original kingdom agenda. And let our minds, oh God, continue to ask ourselves the question before we make choices. Because choices are long-lasting and life-changing. When we're born, we look like our parents. But when we die, we look like our choices. And God, we're asking for the Holy Spirit to guide us before we make decisions so that this could be our mindset. Does this get me closer to the original kingdom agenda? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 They were like, listen, we remember what we had in slavery. I remember the way he used to do it. I remember the way she used to do it. I remember my, 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 my preferences. I remember the things I used to like. Now that I'm saved, now that I'm a Christian, how do I handle these cravings? How do I handle these desires? And we want you to normalize desiring manna versus reminiscing over false pleasure. Okay, so a question that somebody asked, and I think this is going to be very good, Miss Flowers. They said, Tanisha Flowers, Miss Flowers, how did you know Jerry 
recognized your value. I want you to expound how does a woman know that somebody recognizes her value? I believe that a woman knows that a man recognizes her value um, based on how he conducts himself, hmm. right? So I think I saw the stance that he was making in his own life, and I saw that it was genuine, and I saw that it was real, and I saw that it was authentic, yeah. and I could tell that he was not playing around with his walk with Christ. Like, I felt that, honestly, in my spirit. Mm -hmm. And then on the outside, he honestly just treated me as such. He respected me. Um, he respected my boundaries. He respected um, our conversations. When we, had, we, when we would have conversations, you know, we would not go to a certain point, you know. And mm -hmm. he just, he had a standard. And yeah. so, and he, he, made, he, he made his standard clear. So mm -hmm. I knew that he was going to respect how I felt or yeah. the way that I was living my life based on how he was living. And I think that's how women, you know, when you see he has a standard himself, mm -hmm. because if you say this is my standard and he's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, that's cool. You know, I respect that. Okay. Are you sure? Do you, do you have a standard yourself? Mm -hmm. Because I think the problem is, and I know, I know I always, you know, talk about women because like I said, I'm, I've said before, I'm a woman. So yeah. We, we women will have the standards all day long, but then it's just like the guys sometimes don't want to keep the same standard. And yeah. they're out there because Jerry had that standard and I could, he lived it, he walked it, and it was evident and how, and, and, and how he treated me. Yeah. Um, but if you're seeing that he doesn't have a standard in his own life, Talk. then it's really hard for him to respect and value um, the standard that you're keeping in purity for, for your life. Mm. So when, he, when you're seeing his walk is lining up with what he says, then that will cross over into how he treats you. And it, you'll just be on the same page, I mean, yeah. to be quite honest. And I want to add to this. There is a difference in being able to discern your value versus seeing what you allow me to do. Okay? Because a lot of times we think, because he respects the fact that I won't let him go back to my apartment, because he respects the fact that I don't want pornography, mm -hmm. he understands my value. No, that's just him being able to identify she won't allow me to do this. There's a difference in the standard and conforming to get the draws. Did y'all hear me? And there yeah. is a level of game. I'm being real on the night. This is oh, six yes. track Q&A. Oh, yes. There is a level of game that certain men and, and women, too, we talked about that. Potiphar's wife was like, come to bed with me. Have sex with me. It's not, just, it's not just men. Right. But there is a caliber of individual who knows how to identify what I have to conform to to get what I want. And many times we mistake that as understanding my value, but it's not that they understand their value. It's they're marking down all the points until they can get what they really want. Yeah. Help me. That's Help me. Good. I'm trying to talk real. No, that's good. And you have, ladies, you got to wait, okay? I'm telling <laughs> you, you better wait because they will show, they, they, like you said, they're, they're, some men... They're just waiting for you to let your guard down, okay? Yeah. And he may come across like, yeah. oh, okay, yes, you know, I respect that. You yeah, I'm going to do that. I, lo I love God. What's wrong with What's you? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'm telling you. 
um, they there is some game, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> There's game out yeah. there. There's they will run some serious game and be like, go to church with you, lift their hands, be like, yes, let's let's pray together. You know, all of this stuff. And you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. He is so girl, he is so saved. And yeah. <laughs> he really, I'm t- He's really like a a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. So that's why you have to wait yeah. to see mm-hmm. if the, is this dude for real. Yeah. Like you need to like like that's why we always say, listen, you have to have prayer life and discernment, yeah. okay? Yeah. Because the Holy Spirit will reveal. Yeah. Like I I I honestly can attest to the fact that my spirit was drawn to this man. It was not physical. Wow. It was not it was beyond physical. I'll say that it was beyond physical. It was beyond emotional. Yeah. Um it was beyond, you know, all of the the surface superficial things. Mm-hmm. It was a spiritual attraction that I had to him that drew me to him. Like I yeah. I I could not explain it. Yeah. And so I I could see the way that this man was living his life. I I mean, yeah. I could see it. It was evident. It was clear. And so a man can say all day long that he's living a lifestyle of Christianity, that he loves God, that he goes to church, yada, 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 yada. I've seen it all before. And they knocking down about three or four girls in the church. I mean, I've seen that personally. So don't be tripped up by the game. You know, watch and wait yeah. And and test test the I mean test the spirit for real like okay let your spirit lead you um and God will show you like this man is for real he'll show yeah. you he'll show you. just wait and just wait y'all it's not just brothers okay I know I'll be talking to the sisters but just there's wait there's some sisters who are praise dancing but you as fast as a NASCAR you right you right <laughs> you up there twirling and everything for Jesus <laughs> you right on but, the praise team too right. on the praise team. In, Indoctrinated, the greeters, oh, you know, indoctrinated by '90s R&B. We all need Jesus. Ladies, leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers, and their pockets full grown. Ladies, do it too. You out? You, you know what? Potiphar's I'm wife. I'm gonna pray for you. This is Potiphar's wife. I'm modernizing the text. Ladies, do it too. Potiphar's wife. She didn't care that her husband. She was like, forget that. He he not at home. Joseph is a baller, and his pockets full grown. And ain't nobody up in here. <laughs> she she wanted her some Joseph. You know what? The Bible says that everything that Joseph touched became favorite. So she was like, I need that touch. Just one touch. Wow. <laughs> We're just trying to monetize, moder- uh, modernize, modernize the text. Yeah. So look, look. Lord I, help. I do want to say this too, with brothers. You have to understand the difference between um, when one also recognizes your value versus one just wants deliverance from singleness. Because when they just want, when they just want deliverance from singleness, they're not striving to be a wife. Mm. They're striving to post selfies. Yep. So, so I also when I when I met Tanisha, I was looking for fruit. As, as beautiful and as fine as she is, if she did not have the fruit that was necessary for the assignment that I felt God gave me, that was it. And that is what my mind was. I was obsessed with my call, and I wanted fruit, mm. not just potential. A lot of us have discovered and been deceived by a lot of people who have potential. Potential is never promised to transition into becoming kinetic. I need to see fruit in motion. We already see self-control. We already see gentleness. Mm -hmm. We already see joy. We already see peace. I need to know that you're already actively involved in your assignment so you won't become clingy. So that you're doing something, killing it for Jesus without me, and I'm doing something, killing, killing it for Jesus without you. So when we come Amen. together, we are killing it for the glory of the Lord. Amen. Does that make sense? Amen. 
All right, so question number two was, Jerry, how did you as a man battle with lust and overcome pornography? Excellent question. So I thought I was saved until I uh, had an epiphany. I came back from the club one night. This is actually how I actually had my um, rebirth day. April 26, 2006, I thought I was saved. I came back from the club. I felt this this heavy conviction. I was not enjoying the club scene. I was a week out from pledging a fraternity, and it just was bothering me seeing the condition of my generation. And I cracked open the text, and I came across Titus 1.16. They profess to know God, but by their deeds and actions, they deny him. That was me. Could quote scripture, new Bible, but by my actions, by my deeds, I was, not a represent- um, I was not producing a representation of the kingdom. And so since my mind was so filthy, it was a season in my life where I really, I lost all my friends because all of my friends were formed in Egypt. Did y'all hear what I said? Mm-hmm. All of my friends were formed in Egypt, so therefore they always offered me the appetizers and the entrees of Egypt. I really didn't have any friends around me that offered me manna. And so um, what a lot of us are calling loneliness is really God separating, separating. Amen. I didn't feel rejected. I just recognized I am more lustful when I hang around y'all. That season of my life, I had no female friends because I did not view them as God's princess. I viewed them as sex objects due to the contamination of pornography. I'm talking about it was so real for me when ladies walked walked by, I would put my head down. I stopped listening to hip-hop. I stopped listening to um, R&B. I only flooded my mind for the, with the word of God. I'm talking on campus, y'all. Yeah. I kept my headphones in my ears. I was only listening to sermons. I was listening to Triple E, Flame, Christian rap. That's all I was listening to because I recognized the same way I plunged into porn is the same way I need to plunge into the Word of God. Mm-hmm. The same way I watch hours of filth is the same way I have to watch hours of wholeness. Amen. So I was binge-watching sermons. I remember um, that in uh, April of 2006, I read the whole Bible for the first time that year. I knew a lot of Bible, but I never just sat down and read Genesis to Revelation. And after that, I felt accomplished, and then I did it again with a commentary to break things down. I actually became hungry with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to become purified from this if you kind of want to be delivered. Right. Mm. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to get over this if you're trying to get as close to the line as you could get. I was trying to get as far from the line as I could get because it's not the fire that burns you first. It's the smoke that chokes you first. And a lot of us haven't recognized that the enemy tries to kill you with smoke. Certain songs, they're smoke. Associations is smoke. Some family members is smoke. It's choking out what I know I must become because I'm called to be a world changer and you're called to be a world changer. And I think the question you have to consider is are you looking at just the fire or are you looking at the smoke? Are you looking at the smoke? And then on top of that, uh, we formulated a small group here at our local church. And I didn't have it. I, didn't have, I still don't have it all together, but I definitely, definitely didn't have it together then. But just being able to serve people gave me some sense of accountability. It gave me some sense of accountability that these other young guys are looking up to me. And so just being 100% honest with you, the times I got text messages from girls asking me to come up to the dorm, I did not do it because I love Jesus so much. Can I be real? I did not do it because I was falling in love with Jesus. I, I was not there yet. <laughs> I was not there. It was, I don't want to let him down. 
I, I have to speak to these young men on Friday night. We're coming up here. We're all going to come together. We're going to talk about our struggles. I don't want to be able to, I don't want to have to come here and feel the heat and the weight of trying to articulate a message to them. And I know I was just over some girl's dorm. Mm-hmm. So just for, just for um, accountability purposes, I think this is one reason why a lot of people don't serve. Because it's a way for me to hide my stench. Mm-hmm. Here we go. I don't serve because I don't want them all in my business. I, I don't want them to hold me accountable. I, God ain't through with me yet. There's still some things I want to do. And so for myself, from eliminating music, there were relationships I eliminated. I really had no friends on campus. And this is the crazy thing. When I joined the student ministry, all of them were having sex. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to do the right thing. And so really at that moment, I was confronted with, is this Christianity we profess, but we don't strive to be? Mm. Or can you really be what you want to be? Like, do I really have to get used to wearing the mask and watch certain atmospheres so it don't fall off? Or can I hand God my mask and I actually be authentic and genuine? Mm. And I think, unfortunately, for a lot of us, we have encountered so much fake Christianity that the only way you can be accepted in this church, this ministry, this group, is you have to wear this mask first. Wow. And that's not, that's not the faith that I wanted to have. So I was willing to iso- not really isolate myself, but I was really to allow God to separate me from what I knew as my normal so that I could become abnormal to the culture and become normal to kingdom. Mm. Does that make sense? So um, want to add something to that? Or? I mean, it's just... just a small piggyback. I mean, when it, everything that he said he was doing, he literally was what, doing what the word of God says, yeah. crucifying the flesh. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he was doing. Yeah. And that is what you have to do. You have to crucify, crucify kill it. You can't feed it. You know, yeah. because this, uh, um, somebody asked him that, you know, but women, it's the exact same thing. Whether you're a yeah. man or, or, or a woman, it's the exact same process. You have to allow God to purge you and to remove all of that stuff that is feeding your lust. Mm-hmm. You have to starve your lust. Like oh. I said, um, everything, sex is everywhere. Yeah. Like at the beginning, it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. And so you have to starve your flesh. Yeah. And if you keep allowing things or, or if you just simply keep things in your life that's feeding it, it's not going to die. I don't... I don't um... Break that down. Starve the flesh. What does that look like? Starve the flesh. Give me like practical. Okay. So exactly what you were doing. Like you said, I had to throw away and not listen to all of the music that I was listening to. I could not watch certain uh, um, music videos. I could not watch certain movies. I could not have conversations. You had to literally put your head down when a woman walked by. That was was the, the extreme measures that you were taking because that's how serious that you were yeah. were about living holy and, and killing this, this porno- pornography and lust demon. Yeah. You, you know, we're going to kill yeah. this demon, right? Yeah. But that's how serious you were. Yeah. And, and if you are serious about being pure and purified mm-hmm. of this, whatever it is, then you have to take some extreme measures. And yeah. some people may say, oh, it don't take all that, or, you know, I can still do this and do that. Hey, that's how you choose to do it. But if I'm going to really crucify and kill my flesh, yeah. I'm gonna, I can't talk to you anymore. Or I can't talk about this anymore. 
Yeah. Or I can't watch this. I can't listen to this. Yeah. I can't speak like this. Yeah. I can't wear this. I mean, well, to be if we're going to talk about it, you know, wait, I think we have a question. Yeah. Uh, so I won't go there yet. But yeah. there's certain things that you have to do to kill and starve the flesh. Yeah. And you may have to take those extreme measures, but don't just take it out. Like he said, replace it with something. Yeah. So you have to remove and replace. Yeah. So remove the music, remove the movies, remove yeah. you know the certain conversations and replace yeah. it with other fruitful things yeah. that will help to feed your spirit. Yeah. And that will, in turn, help you to crucify your flesh. Yeah. You about to laugh at something? I was thinking about when we were when we were dating, we were talking, and around this time I was really extreme. Uh, yeah, I know. I know I what he's about to say. What I'm about to say. Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. Uh, well, see, why ladies always think they know what I'm about to say? Ahead. What was I about to say? I'm gonna see. Go ahead. Right. And just go ahead on and finish what you were saying. you thinking about brown sugar? Yes. All right. See, you know I knew. What? I told. I know. I know what he's gonna say. One of her favorite movies was Brown Sugar. That was not one of my favorite movies. I just liked the movie. All right. Well, I had other. Um, Movies okay, well you that I liked to watch. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm still a Christian. I am very serious about my Christian walk. I am very active in my church. I love God. I've been saved for a very long time. I'm committed. And I was. I was serious, right? And Jerry was like, okay, yeah, but we don't watch movies like that. <laughs> look, <laughs> I was look, like, I think, oh. I knew, not that you didn't, but I knew that the, it don't take nothing for the flesh to get activated. He was right. The He's flesh right. is like a black cat firecracker. I mean, as soon as yeah. as soon as you light it. <laughs> so I was like, if we're going to do this, we're not watching brown sugar. Right. We're not. Because right. I, and you know what it really is? I knew what porn had did to my heart. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you may have watched brown sugar and just, oh, isn't it cute? Yeah, but me, I'm cute, like, you know, oh, it's a cute I'm on, love story. No, we're going to have to go. Like, my flesh is. We not I'm watching on, this. I'm on fire. Fire. I have to go. <laughs> so it was really, really, it was, and that, that's a word for somebody. You got to know you. Right. And don't play with you, right? Don't, don't play, don't with, play with your, don't play. It's not a, it's don't not a game. Strong. See how you heard? She was like, well, I'm in my church. I'm serving. Right. Do but don't. here's the thing. <laughs> what he said, when he said, I, I wasn't like, whatever. I, yeah. I listened to him and I was like, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I respected his standard. And then I was like, okay, well, you know what? Then I'm not going to watch movies like that anymore. And yeah. listen, I had to do this back when you had DVDs and DVD players, right? What is that? I had, I know, right? <laughs> no, nobody owns those anymore. But I, I literally had to, you know, let go of a bunch of movies that I really loved for a long time. Yeah. Like, I literally had to throw them away because I realized, I mean, I had a standard in my life and my, mm -hmm. my walk. But yeah. he, his standard was like, wow, I just respected the, the level that he was living on. And yeah. I, I was like, I'm not about <clears throat> to challenge that, you know, because yeah. I've never met anybody that had this. Well, not a man that was pursuing me. Like, yeah. I had friends, actually, a couple that I really respected. They had that standard. And at the time, I was like, it don't take all that. But yeah. then when I met him, I was like, wow, hmm. it, it, it kind of does take all that. Yeah. And 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 I respected it. I admired it. And then I and I was willing to to go ahead and do that so that I can be on the same page with him in in our walk, you know. And so yeah. you have to take extreme measures. Don't play with the flesh, yeah. guys. Yeah. It 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 takes all that. Yeah. Holiness, righteousness, purity, 
killing the flesh, yeah. crucifying all of those lustful desires, it yeah. takes all that. Absolutely. It takes all of it. Yeah. Especially if you are, a, I mean, and listen, people that have been Christians for years and years and years, okay? But especially if you are a babe in Christ or you're just coming into the faith, you're new to the faith, listen, you're going to have to take some extreme measures, okay? Yeah. Extreme measures because God wants us to be holy. He yeah. wants us to be righteous. This oh. is something that we are required to do as believers, and we're yeah. supposed to be a representation of him, okay? And we are supposed to be... A friend of mine in college said that we're little Jesuses to everybody, right? So when people see, we're, we're living epistles. So when people watch you and they see you, your life is speaking. Your life is speaking. And so your stance and your choices and your standards and the way that you are living your life, people see that more than what you say. Yeah. Good More thing. than what you say. Like you can say something all day out of your mouth, but people are going to watch how you live. They're going to yeah. see how you walk this out. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it takes all of that for you to make those sacrifices for you to set that standard. Yeah. Don't let anybody tell you that sin is okay. Yeah. If I or can be quite or it's not that bad. frank or it's not that bad. Okay. Don't let anybody lie to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. the, the, the devil mm -hmm. is real. Sin is real, and, and the flesh will embarrass you. The flesh can overcome, can overtake you, yeah. and it can, and if it, and it can rule you. Yeah. If you Absolutely. allow it to. Yeah. But if you say no, I am not gonna allow the flesh to rule me. Mm -hmm. I am not gonna allow the world system to to and you know come on to me. So I'm gonna go ahead and set this standard. I'm gonna make these sacrifices. Yeah. I'm going to sacrifice the things that I like and that my flesh is craving, kill it so that I can truly be pre pleasing to God because yeah. that is my heart's desire. And you can do it. Yeah. So th this one, now it's going to, the next few questions going to get a little uncomfortable. So uh, this question says, I don't like having sex with my husband. Mm. What should I do? Mm. That one made me scratch my neck. So I could go or you can go. You want to go first as a woman. I don't like having sex with my husband. What should I do? Okay. I think there's, there's a couple of, there's, I mean, there's, there's so many, there's so many levels to this, I feel the question, because I don't know what the person's background, so I'm going to come from a couple of different angles. Okay. Isn't this, so, hold on, before you go, isn't this good? We need conversations oh, like this, sure, right? Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. I'm sorry. Keep going. Okay. So the first angle I want to come from is, I don't know, sometimes, we've heard this before, right? Mm -hmm. this, this is not the first time we've heard this question. Mm -hmm. Um... I, want, I would like to know if something happened maybe in your childhood because sometimes, or not necessarily in your childhood, maybe if you were a, a victim of sexual assault or sexual abuse, sometimes going through a traumatic experience or a traumatic sexual experience yeah. or encounter mm -hmm. can give you a bad view of sex. Yeah. And you may love your spouse um, but because of what you went through, it may, it may make you feel dirty or uncomfortable um, or you just don't enjoy it because, um, you know, a, a traumatic experience happened to you. Right. So if that is the case, then I would definitely recommend open and honest communication first with your spouse. And then I would definitely seek therapy. And then, of course, um, Christian Jesus therapy. Mm -hmm. and, um, and then just uh, continue to ask God for healing 
in that area if that's the case. Like I said, there's a lot of levels to this because that is a real thing. You know, women that go through those type of experiences and then their view of sex in marriage, you know, it's, it's, it, it's real. Right. So definitely take those steps so you can uh, be healed in those areas and then um, have those open and honest conversations with your spouse. I mean, you have to have conversations about sex with your spouse. Right. It's you have to have honest communication because it's it's an entity in marriage that keeps it going. Okay, it doesn't. Um, how do I say this? It it helps to sustain it, if that makes sense. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's almost as if it's close maintenance. Yeah. Like if you if it's right. if you continue um, to you don't be intimate with your spouse. Right. It keeps you close. It keeps you close. Yeah, it, it maintains, right? It's, it's, it, it's maintenance. It, maintenance. It helps to sustain it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would definitely have that open, honest communication with your spouse. Your husband definitely needs to understand if you've gone through something like that, your husband needs to understand and be patient, be loving, cover, and help uh, help you to get through that because yeah. that's a, that's that particular goal, overcoming that is a monster within itself. On the flip side, if it's nothing like that and you just don't enjoy the act with your husband, two different things. If you had sexual encounters before you married your husband and you are comparing your husband to something else or someone else that you've been with, Uh you need to be detoxed from that. Mm. Okay? Because that's a real thing too. So you're like, my husband does this, but... He, he don't do it like such and such did. Mm-hmm. You cannot compare something that you had had in the sin. flesh in right. sin and compare it to something that is in a covenant union. Woo. You can't compare that. So mm. if you are doing that, then I, you need to be detoxed and you need to ask God to help deliver you from everything that happened in your past so that you will not see your husband through the eyes of a relationship that you had with the former oh person. Yeah. That's one part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, if it has nothing to do with that, like I said, there's layers. Mm-hmm. If it has nothing to do with that and you just, the, you and your husband is, is some type of chemistry that is not working or you don't enjoy it, then you just have to have communication. If something is, 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 does not feel good, if you don't like it, yeah. then talk and be open with your husband and say, hey, listen, this isn't enjoyable. We were at a marriage conference yeah. one time, that, that's, that's as a matter of fact. Wanna, uh, okay, go ahead. I want to expound on See, this may come off comedic, but I'm being honest. Every man thinks he can kill it. Right. <laughs> Dude, just every right. man just naturally, I know how to lay it down. Right. You know, I, I just, every man just has this, this confidence. This confidence right. that you know what you're doing. Right. Um, so, therefore, it's difficult sometimes for a wife to express to a husband, this isn't good. Right. Because by default, if he's not mature enough to recognize that we're going to have to make sure that this is a healthy area, mm-hmm. it'll come as an attack to his ego. And when we were at right. that marriage conference, um, the, the husband, he was a, a minister there. He was speaking, and he said um, after him and his wife were, you know, they finished doing the do. She was in the shower, and, she, and he's he, crying. She was crying, <laughs> and he walked in like, you know, what's wrong? He said in his mind, he thinking, I killed it. I yeah. just laid it down. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm the man. She about to have a great day at work, and she started crying. He said, what's wrong? And she was like, I don't like 
like it. Yes. I don't like it. Yeah. I do not like it. Yeah. And so he felt some type of way because he did. Right. And so really the whole session was about what I was articulating on Sunday. There, there is a learning process. Right. There was a learning process, and this is the beauty of singleness. It allows you yeah. to unlearn a lot of marital problems. I tried to emphasize this. A lot of marital problems are when you are when you are trying to unlearn in the covenant. When I'm trying to detox in the covenant. When I'm trying to overcome pornography in the covenant. And so this is why we strive to say this is the time right now if you are unmarried. The reason we want to stop watching porn right now, first of all, it's a misuse of the mind so that we only see things out of sensuality and not spirituality. Yeah. But there's a time when God yeah. does bless you to discover your rib back. When God does bless you to discover your queen, you're going to want to do everything that you did with women of the night with your queen. Okay? And, and, and it causes friction. This is why I started to, this is why I stated that the original intent of God was for there to be two versions to come together so that they could learn. Because sex is supposed to be a discovery, not an exhibit. And a lot of times we go into it with a exhibit mindset. And so a lot of times the reason that men don't know that you're not pleasing your wife is due to your exhibit, not due to your discovery of her. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. We're trying to break it all the way down. Yeah. I have to discover what pleases her. Beyond what just pleases me. I'm going to go a little deeper. This is why masturbation is so dangerous mm. because it teaches you how to please yourself. Yeah. Okay, we're going here. Yeah. Y'all ask these questions. We're going here. <laughs> if you constantly engage in masturbation, you are classically conditioning the mind to please you, to seek out satisfaction for you, to serve you, to reach your peak. In marriage, it's about pleasing one another. And this is a real issue, y'all. This is a real issue where a lot of couples, they don't like doing it because either one or both parties only seek to please themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm really serving her and she is serving me. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the reason she doesn't like it is because you're trying to do things to serve you, but you're not doing things to serve her. That's good. Does this make yeah, sense? Yeah. So it really is going to have, it's really going to require for you to have that uncomfortable conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't enjoy this because, yeah. and for the husband, for you to be able to receive this without you allowing the enemy to take your mind to go out and find some woman that you think, it, that you think will be able to experience you and plea and be, experience pleasure from you because my wife is not satisfied with what I do. Don't allow the enemy to make you think because she doesn't like it, there is a woman who likes it. Mm -hmm. I know the enemy thinks like that. If I could think it up, the enemy has been watching couples for years. It does not mean look elsewhere. When she's saying, I want change, it doesn't mean she wants to change spouses. She wants you to change. Mm -hmm. And so we as men have to be humble enough to recognize that I have to study my wife. I study Miss Flowers. I could identify facial expressions, walks, moods, because I study her. When she walks in the room, my eyes, I'm studying. I could pick up headaches. I could pick up didn't sleep well. Am I telling the truth? And she tries to hide it. And I, I just know it because I study her. I view her as my exam. She is my major. She is my double major. <laughs> She's my double major. And myself, I'm my minor. When it, comes to when it comes to marriage, it's all about serving her. How marriage ends up being difficult is when I'm dying, but she's living. So we have to be able to understand that I have to learn this. Does that make sense? It makes yeah. perfect sense. Um, that was that was that was 
Oh, sweet. I'm, I'm, you already I'm know your that. double. I'm oh, my gosh. No. <laughs> I, I do want to say this. Um, I remember we had a, we, it was another form that we were on and I remember that somebody commented, you know, bad sex is just bad sex. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, you have to remove all carnality, mm-hmm. you know, out of your view. When you are married, you have to remove carnality out of the conversation. Okay. God created sex. It is, a, it is something holy that he designs, right. designed between a, ma- a man and a woman, period. Right. Okay. And the problem is people have bought so much. The world has tried, has perverted it. That's yeah. what happened. The world has perverted the holy intent of sex. Right. And so you have to allow God to honestly, and the word of God to wash your mind yeah. of anything carnal and nasty. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm just being honest. I mean, you have to allow God to, to wash all of that stuff that, that's not, and, and, and be honest, like God, whatever desires or whatever views I had about sex that should not, yeah. um, that's not pleasing to you, remove them. Yeah. And I'm talking about people, I mean, because because sex is only designed for, for marriage. Yeah. So if you're single and you desire marriage, then you say, okay, Lord, before I get married, mm-hmm. cleanse my mind and remove all desires or thoughts from me that is wrong and not pleasing in your, in your sight. Yeah. Okay? And, and whoever you send me, Lord, let us be on one accord. Let us be equally yoked yeah. in our views about sex. Because I want that part of my marriage to please you as well. You want yeah. every part of your life to be pleasing to God. Okay? Yeah. And so, you know, to, to the question, you, that, it's a fixable thing. Okay, you know, if you don't enjoy uh, sex with your husband, it's very fixable. Yeah. Have those open conversations. Remove carnality from your thoughts. Yeah. Um, I mean, just talk and ask God to help you. It, you can fix that. So yeah. all, all, there's hope in that situation for and, sure. And for unmarried people, I don't want to just throw like, oh, just, just, just cleanse your mind. Just You have to also understand that being purpose-saturated limits lust activation right okay? so for me when I was what 22 flesh on fire I would call up the parents of the youth ministry because I was a student pastor and I would link up with about 10 guys and we would come up here at the church and I'm talking about play basketball at one two o'clock in the morning and have a lock-in here at the church mm-hmm. this wasn't always because I just wanted to hang with them it's just because I don't have nothing to do on a Friday night so why not get a whole bunch of young men, let's play basketball, let's play video games, and let's spend the night at the church. So what I was doing was I was putting myself in a community and an atmosphere to help me, yeah. help me create an atmosphere where I wasn't going to just go home and be tempted by pornography. Mm-hmm. So um, next question, is, is, is it something wrong with being sexy? This is for you, Ms. Flowers. Is it wrong to be sexy? I'm guessing the dress sexy or... Um, is- okay. There is nothing wrong with a married woman, <clears throat> excuse me, being sexy to her husband. Okay. So we have to break down sexy. When, when you think about sexy, it means to arouse hmm. sexual feelings. So if I am sexy... Then whether I'm, you know, how I walk or how I dress mm. or how I conduct myself, 
It is to entice or to arouse sexual feelings. To put it together, as a kingdom woman, the way she said it, as a kingdom woman, is it okay to intentionally seek out to arouse one's sexual appetite? That's not my husband. That's not my husband. Okay. Then I would say, yes, there is something wrong with that. (laughs) I mean, I'm being frank. let's, Let's give you Bible, okay? Jesus puts it this way. It is better... For you to put a millstone around your neck, cast yourself into the depths of the sea, then for you to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Yeah. So as a kingdom woman, uh, men too, to the best of your capability. Now, there's some people watching this like, man, some men will lust over a tree. <laughs> there's some, right. You can't control just, people that right. are, are full of, you know, like I said, right. carnality and flesh. And, you know, you can't control that. Right. But there are certain things. That kingdom women just should not wear. Uh-oh. There are certain, style, certain styles that we just should not adopt. Mm. And um, you, uh, you have to remember, like I said before, that you're a living epistle mm. and you're a representation of God. Yeah. Holiness and righteousness. You can still be very stylish. Yeah. You can still be super cute. You can still, you know, be... You know, head to toe, have every, you know, your outfit can be on fleek or whatever, you know, they're saying, I feel like I'm old. Whatever they're, the, 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 the whippersnappers are saying. <laughs> Nobody really say on fleek. But, it, okay, my bad. Anyway, whatever, your outfit could be fire. Yeah. And you can still dress uh, appropriately and not, you know, have p- parts of your body exposed or yeah. something so tight. Or you, you, you have to remember, you don't want to cause... Your brothers to stumble. That's a real thing. Okay. You don't want to cause brothers to stumble. Yeah. And you're you should you should respect yourself enough mm-hmm. to 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 cover up your body and respect your temple enough. Like this is a temple of the most high God, the Holy yeah. Spirit. And I can still be beautiful. I can still dress fire. I can still be on top of my game. And I can still be very modest. Yeah. Okay. So I think. No, you should not be trying to be sexy Yeah. if you are an unmarried woman. To the best of our capability, we're going to do everything we can to not cause one to stumble. That's really the kingdom right. man and the kingdom woman And that's the word. Mindset. Right. right. So also on top of that, you do have to break down the definition of sexy. It does mean to arouse one's sexual desire. So I think the thing that we have to ask ourselves is... When I go to this event around my brothers, will I cause them to go into a lust war zone based on this? Will this, will this possibly cause a war zone? You know what's tight, you know what's not. I don't know why y'all looking at us like this. I'm not saying dress like a nun. We're not those, you know, all the way down to your kneecaps. All the way up to I'm your, you know, that. all the way up to your neck. But no I, makeup, put your hair, you know, like, <laughs> But I, no. am, I am saying to the best of your capability, you want to make sure that you are not intentionally mm-hmm. intentionally activating one's sexual appetite. That's it. You're married, you could do that. But even married women, there's some married women who try to activate other people, active, uh, activate other people's appetite, and that's not their husband. Right. So you just want to have the kingdom mindset, I want to give God the glory. So I'm not trying to Amen. distract you. Amen. So that's simply put... Um, was it one more or two more? Uh, two more, and that's it. Um, this one I can answer quickly. Um, uh, a lady asked, is it unrealistic to expect a man to practice purity before and after marriage? Mm. One man's, you're asking for too much, 
is another man's character. Did y'all hear me? Amen. One man's, you're asking for too much, is another man's character. It is unrealistic for a man who does not love Jesus to not strive to be purity, to not strive to practice purity. That is unrealistic because he doesn't love Jesus. But you should, in your heart, expect if a person claims to be a Christ follower, they shouldn't just respect my purity, but they're practicing it too. My biggest belief in this is men are leading in it. And purity is not just not having sex. Because I was not having sex, but I was watching pornography. Purity is the resistance of defilement. I don't want to be defiled by the culture. I don't want to be defiled by the norms of today. So to the best of my capability, I'm striving to represent Jesus. And unfortunately, it is so rare to find and see men who aren't already married Mm. on fire for God so much so to where it causes our sisters to question their standards Mm. if they're too high because a lot of the representation of proclaimed kingdom men is too low. Mm. And due to what I'm seeing, now I'm questioning what I'm supposed to be. I don't have to question myself due to what I see. Whatever God has for you, God has for you. Mm -hmm. But don't allow what you see to cause you to question what the Lord said that we should strive to be, okay? And the last one is, can you explain biblical boundaries? Mm. Give you biblical boundaries from the Bible, what we did, and we're done, all right? Uh, I think the best definition of biblical boundaries comes from Ephesians 4, chapter 27. It's very short, and it says, nor give place to the devil. (laughs) What is a biblical boundary is something that does not allow the enemy to have a place. It doesn't give the enemy a foothold. Imagine you're being chased. You're running in a room, and you're trying to shut the door, and they put their foot in the bottom of the door where you can't shut it. Mm. That is what it looks like when we give a foothold to the devil. So a boundary is a just-in-case blockade. Y'all getting this? It is a just-in-case blockade. Sunday is going to be so dope. I'm going to have a refrigerator on stage, and I'm like, listen, there's some stuff on the inside of you that is good, but you left the door open. And now the thing that would be preserved is now starting to become rotten because you left the door open. And if your refrigerator is like my refrigerator, if you leave the door open too long, it beep, beep, beep. It beeps at you. How long will you ignore the beeps of the Holy Spirit until you get to the place to shut the door so that everything that God is trying to put on the inside of you can be preserved by prayer, can be preserved by fasting, can be preserved by these type of sermons? Because I don't want to give any place to the enemy. Wow. So for my wife and I, when, when she came in town, when we were courting, she stayed at my parents' house. My parents said, we're always going to know where y'all at. And that got on our nerves. We had a curfew. We good and grown. Own place. She has two jobs. She has her own place. And they gave us a curfew. Somebody always knew where we were. And it wasn't a pacifier. It was a a purifier. Accountability only gets on your nerves when you're trying to sneak. You don't have to hide what you're not doing. You don't have to hide what you're not doing. So you should want other eyes who are more spiritually sound than you to be on what you think could be for better or for worse. I'm just in a place in my life where I want somebody who has some spiritual depth to see what I'm about to do. Because sometimes I want you so bad that I don't see that you're so bad for my destiny. Sometimes I want you so bad that I'm blinded because of my preference. And I need people around me who I won't label as haters because they don't tell me what I want to hear. I need people around me who will tell me the truth. 
so that I'll be a man that I'd rather be slapped by the truth than kissed with a lie. And so we just wanted to answer some questions. You want to say something? Just about biblical boundaries, just really quick as we wrap this up. Um, in the unmarried state, if you are courting somebody, um, be just be honest with yourself. And um, accountability, like he said, is important. Do st- don't do anything that um, that you know could compromise your relationship. Okay, be honest with yourself. If you know that that you that you can't, you've never had a, un- a a holy relationship in the past, then you probably shouldn't be caught alone with this individual at night in their apartment. Right. You know, I mean, we're explaining biblical boundaries. Like you have you 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 have to have that accountability. Yeah. Do stuff during the day. Have people go with you. Go on group dates. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. As even as an adult, like I think we have to get over the fact that we're that we grown. Yeah. I'm too grown to have somebody watch. check me or watch over me. Yeah. No, your flesh will embarrass you. We said right. that your flesh is a monster. Right. Okay, and if you're trying to live holy and pure and, and, and live out purity, then do whatever is necessary so you can, you know, have a holy relationship with the person that you're that you're courting with. Yeah. So do things like that during the day. And, and make sure somebody knows where, where you are yeah. so that you can maintain that holiness in, rela- in your relationship. You don't want to, uh, to, uh, to make those mistakes because yeah. it will mess up the relationship. It really does. It, it clouds your judgment. Yeah. Once, once lines, once boundaries, since we're talking about boundaries, once yeah. boundaries get crossed yeah. and lines get blur- blurred, lines gets bl- the lines get blurred in relationships, right. then it starts to complicate things in relationships. So go ahead and be... Take, take those measures in order yeah. to keep your relationship pure. Yeah. So, so, God, we pray, help us to desire manna more than we do what we had in slavery. Help us, God, for those that are uncomfortable because right now they may be able to identify, I am in the season of unlearning. I am in the season of being purged from my first teacher. I am in the season of striving to heal from what a family member did to me that was really the spirit of perversion. God, help me to heal so that the enemy doesn't use the sex trap on me because this is a methodology that he uses on world changers. Purify us, O God, so that it could be said of us, like it says in the scriptures, these are they that turn the world up side down God if we're going to change the world externally we need you to change our world internally so we're asking that you do it in Jesus name Amen